Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to an early edition of the Sea Report. How is everyone doing this afternoon? Or this morning, actually. Uh, if you are catching us live on live stream, then uh, you are with us on the AM crew today. Whoa, ho, ho. Welcome, welcome, welcome to a brand new episode of the Sea Report. We are uh, live on this Wednesday, December 8th. 2021 for a special early edition <clears throat> but fear not though ladies and gentlemen for we will only be here for a limited time <clears throat> this afternoon pardon me i should have done all that throat clearing before we went live but <laughs> nevertheless uh well i think we're only going to be here for about an hour this afternoon or so so we won't be too long-winded on all of the housekeeping but uh hope everyone is doing great out there. Uh, we are live on multiple platforms and uh, most definitely coming to you guys live for a great 11 a.m. edition. Now, yesterday, ladies and gentlemen, if you guys were uh, uh, hanging out with us live or if you caught the um, podcast uh, of the show, uh, we were actually having technical issues with the podcast side of the show, but, you know, everything came out fine. Uh, we did an early edition yesterday as well, but we did a special Sea Report Live Digs edition yesterday uh, where we talked about the secretaries of state or the secretaries of snakes as we so lovingly refer to them here over at the Sea Report one of our one of our termsiest terms of indi of of uh, affections right terms of affection a term of endearment like no other the secretaries of snakes uh so i hope you guys got to catch that one otherwise catch it over on the podcast or check out the replay if thine eyes have the time to check out the replay you can always do so at uh foxhole.app or uh if we have it over at the website, but right now, no. Uh, website's going to be a little gitchy for actual video feed, um, at least of the newest episodes. Now, we are looking for more places to lay our little C-Report eggs, you know, uh, whether that be live streaming or, um, you know, just uploading videos. So we'll be looking for some more options there. And when we do, you know, but uh, I think your best place for now, uh, the foxhole.app, pill.net. You know, if you go to the C-Report or the Mr. C page at either of those two fine platforms of free speech, well, you can check out the replays. Um, otherwise, you know, you got a two-week time limit on Twitch and Trovo. You got a three-day time limit on DLive, but we are on all of those platforms as well. Um, and we thank you all for joining us this AM. Mm. Speaking of which, uh, over at the pill.net foxhole.app, we have a joyful Lily and Skeeter Burke hanging out this morning. Good morning to you, ladies. I hope the sun is shining bright in your neck of the woods. Uh, we have a pretty good show for you this morning. It'll be a show light, you know. Uh, of course, uh, you know, as we're getting things rolling and uh, we're moving along with the show, uh, big thank you to those who are listening over at the uh, Mr. C podcast, the C Report podcast, I should say. Uh, and, you know, we will uh, continue to do our best efforts there. In fact, um, 
I'm sure you guys probably noticed uh, some of the, the some of the small differences that we made over at the podcast side of the show. I think is doing us well. You know, I'm seeing the numbers increase on that more and more. And you know, it is it it is easier to podcast a show like this. You know, to be quite honest, uh, because it, it's you know conversation and news. Come as you go. Do do what you're doing. Go go. Take me on a jog. You know, um, I will assist you in cleaning that garage. Uh, we will we will mow that lawn together if you uh, podcast this show and get your news that way. Um, but uh, good numbers coming out of the podcast recently. So if you are indeed li- listening on the podcast side, thank you again. Uh, and you can uh, check us out at most major podcast platforms. And uh, we have Spotify. You know, we know we know what these. Uh, you know, if you're a if you are an independent show like us here at the C Report and Mr. CTV and all of the other programs and broadcasts and shows that we do here at uh, this uh, this channel, well, then you know, ladies and gentlemen, uh, who the enemies are, who the challengers are, the Go-Ogles, the YouTubes, the uh, Spotify's, the uh, Apple iPods, and the Go-Ogle iPod, uh, um, podcasts, you know, but they play the show. So, um, you know, if you have one of these major, you know, it's like, uh, what kind of computer are you on? An Apple? <laughs> Touche, my friend. Touche. All right. Okay. So anyways, guys, that's not the point of this. The point is check out the uh, podcast if you get a chance. That's anchor.fm slash the C report. Okay. We got at least one episode a day coming out over there. Just about... Um, yesterday we may, we may have done two. Um, I was almost, I was almost driven to do a Mr. C in the dark episode last night. Almost did it. I was that close to doing a Mr. C in the dark episode. Um, for those of you just joining, you know, and kind of, uh, or, or relatively new to the C report, you know, on this podcast platform, you will find the C report, but you will find other types of uh, podcasts and shows, such as Mister C in the Dark, such as Lone Star News. Um, you might get a little bored with the anchor because it's the same anchor in every show. Lady, it's me here. You know, <laughs> hello, welcome to my station. <laughs> but uh, but it's, it's it's a different type of show or a different theme of a show, or you know, I come at it a different way. Um, almost did a Mr. C in the dark. Um, and actually, you know, today's show, I'm still not going to get to touch on the topic of today's show that I wanted to touch on. I mean, I could, uh, as I mapped out this morning's show, uh, and with that, I might also say we may have an afternoon show as well today. I'm, I'm wholly betting we may. Okay, but you know, we're just going to do a quick show today. I could show you my show notes from the other day. Look. Okay, I'm sharing my show notes. Okay, so this was from, uh, this is from, what episode is this from? I don't know, uh, 206, I think, right? Uh, Very meager show notes, sorry guys, on this episode. At the very bottom, as you can see right here, and uh, for those of you on the podcast, I am showing the people over at the live streams this. We talked about Juicy Smoulier, we talked about Ghislaine Maxwell, 
but we did not talk about the PlayStation CEO pedophile. And I find we are still not going to talk about him at this moment. But, you know, I am bringing that to attention, ladies and gentlemen. Maybe we'll catch it tonight. We'll see. We got some other interesting stories for you this afternoon and a couple of President Trump statements. You notice we got behind on that statement about Al Schmidt over in Georgia. No, no, Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania. We, we missed that statement. Boy, did we mess that one up royally, ladies and gentlemen. And now Al Schmidt is gone. He is no more. No more. Whoa, 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 whoa. Okay, before we carry on with today's show, <laughs> I have to read something out of the chat room. Leave it to Skeeter Burke to always brighten my day. Skeeter Burke, thank you so much, ma'am. Uh, Skeeter Burke says, I almost forgot. And uh, there, is a, uh, there is a web link there. If you are serious, Skeeter Burke, I will just uh, die. <laughs> it says, your underoos are ready. Uh, we've joked about having Mr. C underoos here. At the Sea Report, uh, Miss Skeeter Burke, you better believe I'm going to go check that out. Now, you, uh, Skeeter Burke, I am going to hold my breath, okay? <laughs> I am going to hold my breath. And uh, if there are no underoos, I mean, you just, the end of Mr. C, okay? <laughs> that is just too funny. You are too funny, Skeeter Burke. Thank you. Don S., good morning. Good morning. <laughs> ah, if we can proudly make, uh, if we can proudly make uh, underoos on this website, girl, y'all's dreams will be fulfilled. I'm uh, no, just kidding. Okay, all right. Uh, do you see? Okay, Skeeterberg, God bless you, and I love you. Okay. <laughs> So, or see, you don't get this much love from other show hosts. Oh, just kidding. And all the other show hosts are going to be like, oh, yeah, you're trying to say we don't love our audience. Uh, <laughs> okay, guys, where were we? Um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Anchor.fm slash the C report. What a way to start off the show, right? 11 minutes in and we're still talking about podcasts and underoos. Uh, but, but I am doing a little bit of housekeeping guys. So, uh, please do bear in mind. Uh, we have here also the C report Twitter. Uh, yeah, that's right. We're now on Twitter. Woohoo. We hit the big time, right? At the C report is the handle at the C report. And, uh, but you could see what we're up to. Let's see what we're up to. There's something important we had to point out. Uh, oh, yes, yes, yes. Uh, uh, you know, speaking of being up early, ladies and gentlemen, uh, speaking of being up early, uh, for out this morning early, uh, just uh, talking about our, uh, uh, our latest episode, which was yesterday's episode about the Secretary of Snakes. Okay. Uh, now, uh, we are starting a brand new mission here at the Sea Report. Now, as you guys may know, because uh, we're talking more and more and more about the secretaries of state. We're doing this whole dig on them 
during the Sea Report Live Dig series. And, uh, you know, posting messages, etc., whatever, what have you, writing articles. So we're doing mission, we're doing hashtag mission SOS. Hashtag mission SOS or Secretary of State. So anytime you, we do a story on the Secretaries of State, anytime we do an episode and we share it out, uh, that, ladies and gentlemen, will signify this is an SOS for the Secretaries of State. We must help these people. We must clean up this office, ladies and gentlemen. So check that out for sure. I had, to, I had to tell you guys about the mission SOS, the Secretaries of State. Go back and check out that episode. If you missed it, I think you'll enjoy it. Here's one that I wanted to share with you guys for a particular reason. Uh, one of the tweets that we did. Okay. Because this actually, I mean, you got you guys will see how much all of this really fits in together. How much it's all interrelated. Ladies and gentlemen, why we're sharing what we're sharing with you guys. Get him, Michael Gableman. Yeah, that's right. Get him, boy. The Wisconsin Five didn't run their elections. That will be the heart of how this breaks down. More 2020 election fraud confirmed as cold truth. This is not misinformation. Now, of course, that's kind of a dig at, uh, you know, uh, at uh, Susano over there at YouTube. Robin Voss, eat your heart out. Inte election integrity, America first, audit all 50. So uh, what is going on here? Why are we uh, so interested? Now, the thing about the Michael Gableman issue, ladies and gentlemen, keeping in mind, we have not even begun our episode yet. But the Michael Gableman thing is quite important. Now, yesterday, when we talked about the secretaries of snakes, we talked about how the current secretary of state for Wisconsin some Lafoyette person, his name is Lafoyette or something. He, ladies and gentlemen, he, as the current Secretary of State of Wisconsin, not being involved with the National Association of Secretaries of State, allowing this to move forward. And we, okay, my, Robin Voss, the speaker, Robin Voss, the speaker of the House for Wisconsin, a known rhino, who has uh, put the legislature, the state, the people through multiple audits of the uh, 2020 Wisconsin election. Ladies and gentlemen, Robin Voss. He's the one who unleashed this Gableman person. Which remember, guys, in all the myriad of attempts of Robin Voss to do any kind of audit in Wisconsin... When he finally got around to doing a forensic one, that one totally just fell apart. And we had to wonder, why is he bringing in Michael Gableman, of all people? Why the honorary Michael Gableman, the former Wisconsin Supreme Court Justice? I mean, oh, my guess... When when Robin Voss brought in the three retired police chiefs or police detectives, when he brought those three in, or maybe it was two of them and Michael Gableman, either way, do I need to go search for this uh, freaking article so you can believe me? Like what I am saying here is when Robin Voss brought in those retired police 
police detectives to do a forensic audit. And at that time, it, it may have been the state. It wasn't, it wasn't just a county. These guys, it just falls apart. It falls apart. My guess was you can't bring in three detectives to do a forensic audit Arizona style. Okay. My guess was they were going to investigate other avenues of the 2020 election. I surmised it was going to be over the Center for uh, Technology, Tech, Tech and Civic Living, CTCL, and Mark Zuckerberg and his involvement in that. That was my guess. Okay, back going back into uh, summer, spring, probably probably closer to summer, where we're having. Uh, this it, we're talking Robin Voss. We're talking Wisconsin audits. We're talking all of the failed audits. We're talking the counties, all calling for a, a forensic audit of some sort, or at least a cyber audit. All the counties. We had like thirty or forty of them, and all of a sudden, this Michael Gableman comes out of nowhere, quick on the heels of what happened in Racine. Remember what happened in Racine? The Wisconsin Election Commission charged guilty. Well, they have to go to trial still, but guilty justice served here at the sea report. And, um, let's face it, guys, they have been charged, you know, the Wisconsin election commission, five of them. And that was over the nursing home situation where, you know, you have uh, dead or dying mentally incapacitated residents voting for Biden not and found guilty in Racine, Wisconsin. Okay. And then uh, multiply that by every county because these uh, Wisconsin Election Commission people sent it to every county, to every nursing home, to every rehabilitation center. Let it be known that you are now legally, according to the Wisconsin Election Commission, allowed to uh, harvest votes from these dead, dying, or incapacitated residents found guilty in Racine. Quick on the heels of that, we have Michael Gableman coming out like a bulldog. Okay, that's the thing about it that's kind of freaking me out. And he is going after the money. He's going after the sucker bucks. Okay, what we could have expected from those uh, police investigators, at least what I expected, you know, don't have any expectations. Here's the point, though, ladies and gentlemen. Here's where I think this is going to break down. This is where I have my speculation, ladies and gentlemen. Michael Gableman's going to go after the Zuckerbucks. Michael Gableman's going to go after uh, the Center for Tech and Civic Living. Michael Gableman is going to go after Michael Spitz Rubenstein, who is the uh, the founder of the National Vote at Home Institute. Now, Michael Spitz Rubenstein, under the, uh, under the, um, the cover of uh, Zuckerbuck's grant money from the Center for Tech and Civic Living, ladies and gentlemen, Michael Spitz Rubenstein goes into Racine goes into Madison, goes into Green Bay, goes into um, Milwaukee, okay? 
Does that all four of them goes into uh, Racine, Madison, Green Bay, Milwaukee, and Green? No, Green Bay is Green. Uh, there's one more, Milwaukee and uh, Milwaukee and uh, Milwaukee and uh, Milwaukee, Madison, Racine, Kenosha. There we go, Kenosha. Okay, he goes into those five cities. This Michael Spitz Rubenstein, and is basically given the keys to running the elections in those five cities, which is totally against Wisconsin state law, which is totally against the charters of each of these cities, okay? That's where this is going, okay? Because this um, Michael Gableman guy, if this Michael Gableman is as real as he is coming off right now, if this isn't just some kind of like show they're putting on for us up in Wisconsin, good old Rhino House, Wisconsin, uh this is really bad for them. Like he will go after the Zuckerbucks and then the Zuckerbucks will trace back to the national vote at home Institute and will trace back to Michael Spitz Rubenstein. And that will trace back to how the law was broken in Wisconsin. And let's not forget about uh, the last episode of the sea report 206, where we talked about how they decertified an election in a city in Florida when they found election fraud. So it seems that while we're getting caught up in our Arizonas and our Georgias and our Pennsylvanias and Wisconsins, rightfully so, that little cracks of truth are making their way out into the light. And we are being shown the way, ladies and gentlemen. Mark Bernovich, eat your heart out. Robin Voss, eat your heart out. Uh, if you really put this man on the case. He is going after it and he smells blood. Michael Gableman does, ladies and gentlemen. Um, let's look at this clip, okay? We're, this is on the C-Report Twitter. That's right. This is how much fun we have. We're trying to make Twitter great again. Yeah, right. Like people are probably like, why on earth are you... Uh, because we can call out people like Robin Voss. Now you remember Robin Voss, again, the speaker, he, ladies and gentlemen, took a little plane ride with President Trump to Alabama when uh, President Trump had that uh, hearing. I mean, had that hearing, had that, uh, when he had that uh, rally in Alabama, remember? Okay, so, and after, I, I'm pretty sure Gableman, Gableman came after that, I think. So, yeah, now let, let's set this scene up for you guys real quick here in, um, Wisconsin. Now, this isn't a long clip. It's only like, what, a minute or so. I just want you guys to see Gableman. Actually, we're going to jump into this a little bit. Um, the, the woman on the screen that you see, her name is Representative Janelle Branchin. Okay. Janelle Branchin was the last person to really come down on election fraud in Wisconsin. She was starting this entire initiative for counties to uh, county GOPs to call for a forensic audit or a cyber audit. Uh, she was fighting for it, okay? And then uh, this thing happened with Michael Gableman. So let's just see what this, uh, let's see what this is about. We may dip into this a little bit more. I find it very interesting. And I think to catch up the audiences on what's been going on in Wisconsin, because like I said, Speaker Voss has been calling for audits since, uh, you know, November 4th, 2020, <laughs> basically. And nothing's ever happened. He's, he's a big old rhino. Uh, we've, had, uh, we've had several varying uh, 
people from uh, Wisconsin fight for it and and oppose it. We had the Wisconsin uh, GOP say they found absolutely no evidence of fraud in the 2020 election. Those, those the senators, I think, were the ones that they had a report. Uh, and Representative Branchin was fighting for it. And now we got, now we got Michael Gableman. Okay, let me. <laughs> the man's a monster. I think it's it's very clear that Mark Zuckerberg's goal was to defeat Donald Trump and elect Joe Biden. Well, let me, and let then me just, he funded CTCL yeah, and the Vote at Home Alliance. Okay. Uh, and their local representative, a man from New York City called Michael Spitzer Rubenstein, who last time I was before this committee, I, issued, I looked in the camera and I issued him an open invitation to come and talk with us. We would love uh, to have him come and visit Wisconsin. Again. And so far, he has not accepted my invitation. And so we may be looking at more robust ways to secure his presence. Mark Zuckerberg comes to five cities and spends $8.8 million gives it to the mayors of those five cities and then switches it midstream, mid, mid, contra, mid, mid negotiations from a COVID safety plan to a get out the vote campaign, which looks an awful lot like David Pluff's roadmap to defeating Donald Trump and, Don, and Pluff, of course, being employed by Mr. Masses, who defeating Donald Is that not... What are you doing, Gableman? You are bringing a smile to my face, boy, is what you're doing. That's some pretty good stuff, right? That's some pretty good stuff. The way that this fraud is playing out in all 50, okay, the way that it's playing out is most definitely very interesting. Defied every expectation, wouldn't you say? I would say it has defied every expectation. Okay, so who would have thought that they would go, and this is the angle that they're going to attack the election fraud at in Wisconsin. They couldn't get any traction with the machines. They couldn't get any traction with, uh, you know, whatever efforts they were trying to put on out there. So uh, they went ahead we got Gableman on the case now. Okay, this is big news, guys. This is really big news. Like, the, the fact that they've even identified, and you heard him say Michael Spitz Rubin, he could go. <laughs> Michael Gableman. Sorry, guys, podcast listeners. Just, uh, the next photo we showed on the live stream was Michael Gableman. So. <laughs> Oh, man. Yeah. You see that face? He's like, gah. These people think they can just get away with, uh, get away with, uh, you know, destroying my country. Gah. You got another thing coming. You got Michael Gableman coming to you, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> He's like, not in my country. Not in my America. Gah. <laughs> we have a running gag here with, uh, we have a running gag here with Michael Gableman. We're under contract to use it this last time. <laughs> oh, uh, here's a good article, guys. Here's a good article. Gableman hearing 
Zuckerberg infiltrates Wisconsin election in five key cities. This article is coming out of un- un- UncoverDC.com, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, it's a good article, guys. It breaks down everything. Okay, now this article just coming out December 7, 2021, where they talk about how my- Mark Zuckerberg... Uh, comes in, it, it, I believe it's the Madison, the mayor of Madison, okay, They, they gets a hold of um, this uh, Center for Tech and Civic Living grant information, okay, is it Madison? It might be Green Bay. Anyways, one of those mayors, right, who Michael Gableman is currently going after, okay, one of the mayors, Green Bay or Madison or or Racine, he's going after one of them, two of them. They won't show up just like this Michael Spitzer Rubenstein guy. They won't show up for a deposition. They won't come and testify. And uh, Gableman is like, well, I'm going to subpoena your ass and you're going to come down and you're going to testify. Okay. Why don't they want to testify? Could it be because the mayor's uh, we we have talked about this story here before at the Sea Report, ladies and gentlemen. The mayors of Wisconsin, okay, they got together in the Wisconsin Five, that is Green Bay, Milwaukee, Kenosha, Racine, and Madison. This is quite a story, guys. They got together. They found out about this tech and civic living grant money from um, uh, Mark Zuckerberg. Mark Zuckerberg and the Center for Tech and Civic Living tells them they'll send down one of his representatives from the National Vote from Home Institute, send down one Michael Spitzer Rubenstein. He then runs the elections. This is what this article covers, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, It talks about, and you know, Mark Zuckerberg did this everywhere. This is old news, guys. Like, this, this is old news, but it is finally catching up. Now, this is old news. Mark Zuckerberg, the Center for Tech and Civic Living. It's old news to a lot of us here, okay? We reported on this. This is at least the third time we've shared this story here at the C-Report. No joke. But what we did not have the last two times that we talked about this story, we did not have one Michael Gableman going after these people like a bulldog, you know, like a pit bull trying to shake testimony out of them. We did not have that last time we talked about this story. And because of that, this story is catching traction again. All the little angles, all the little ways, all the multi-facets of ways that we will get to election integrity and we will get a damn audit. All All the roads that we could take to get here Here we're going in the path of Wisconsin. Okay, this is how we're going to do it. All right. And then they will audit Wisconsin. Just like Georgia, you can decertify this mother yesterday and then do your damn audit. But the point of the matter is that so much fraud has come out that they may not even have to do an audit. The clock is running out for the Democrats, the progressives. Those who are the rhinos who attempted to take over this country, they have 22 months to hang on to that data. And the time is ticking down for them. So 
Yes, the Gableman. Gableman, Gableman, Gableman. Okay, wait, what are we doing? We were talking about Gableman. Okay, uh, we are talking about that article. Thought I had another thing here. Oh, here we go. Here we go. Okay, this was just a case in point, ladies and gentlemen. But it's important. This, uh, this is important. Now, for those of you on the podcast, I just brought y'all over to the creport.com. We're going to go down to our press room articles. Okay, we have a new one that we just posted about uh, Shifty Shift lying again, about President Trump yet again lying. Uh, but here, this is, we, okay, so June 4th, 2021, that's when we published this article at our website, how Zuckerberg millions paid for progressives to work with 2020 vote officials nationwide, okay? So that's what this article is about, 100%. The Center for Tech and Civic Life, or CTCL, provided millions of dollars in private funding for the elections that came from a $350 million donation from Zuckerberg and his wife, Priscilla Chan. The CTCL gave COVID-19 response grants for varying amounts to 2,500 municipalities in 49 states. That's part of what this is about, ladies and gentlemen. That is part of what this is about. Now, what you'll find here, now what what Gableman said that was rather interesting was that uh, he he hit the nail on the, uh, with the hammer on the head, ladies and gentlemen, uh, when he said, oh, well, uh, Mark Zuckerberg came in here and said that we were going to give you X amount of thousands of dollars to help make safe the elections of 2020. So you can go buy, a, a, you know, germicide and you can go buy wipes and you can go buy face shields and masks and you can go buy rulers and stickers and, uh, you know, so you can have a safe election. And And the money doesn't even go to that. And then it becomes something totally different. And then as you'll see in a case uh, coming up, maybe we'll talk about it tonight. You have, um, <laughs> you have, uh, they're spending it on, ca- they're spending it on commercials with rappers and buying vans. And we, we covered this story guys that, that alone was either Pennsylvania or Wisconsin where they had the rap sheet on everything that they spent it on. They itemized the van that they bought, they itemized the commercials that they paid for, for Democrat and progressive nominees and candidates. So yeah, so good angle, Gableman. Glad you're coming down on it. We could talk about it at length some other time because ladies and gentlemen, we've got to get rolling. We still have two President Trump statements to cover and we've only got about just under 30 minutes what an amazing story, right? Coming out of Wisconsin. I would say that is an amazing story. Okay, guys, thanks for joining us on this uh, Wednesday afternoon for a uh, a quick installment of the Sea Report. Fun stuff. Okay, so save America, ladies and gentlemen. Here comes our first statement from President Trump for today. Let's get that expanded on the screen there. It says, uh, Vladimir Putin looks at our pathetic surrender in Afghanistan, leaving behind dead soldiers, American citizens, and $85 billion worth of military equipment. He then looks at Biden. He is not worried. Yeah, well, 
I'm pretty sure we would all agree with you there. No one's really worried, you know, if uh, anyone wanted to wrangle an effective attack on our uh, country today, they could do it. I mean, it's, it's, we're sitting ducks, ladies and gentlemen. Now is the time to strike. Thank goodness, you know, I believe that there are higher powers at work here. Otherwise, we might have been Chinese food yesterday. We might have been little uh, nesting dolls. That's what Russia would have done to us. They would have turned us all into nesting dolls. China would have made us into chop suey. It would not have been good for the Americans, but I believe in a higher power, ladies and gentlemen. And I believe that higher power is protecting us right now. So yeah, that was an undercover DC um, article that we had with Gableman. That was also, the other article was uh, from Real Clear Investigations. Did I even tell you who the articles, the stories we're talking about today came from? Undercover DC, The Daily Caller, The Hill... CNN, the Epoch Times, the Los Alamos Daily Post, Political Fireball, and the University of New Mexico. What? Do we even have time for all these stories, Mr. C? Um, yeah, Putin's not afraid. Uh, I think we're lucky, honestly, that we have not been stricken from afar. Honestly, I think we are very fortunate for that. Let's take a look at this other state. I mean, he, they don't fear Biden. Nobody fears Biden, okay? Like, now is the time for them to strike if they really wanted to. If they were really serious about it, I'm not daring them by any means. But that is the case. Uh, next statement for President Trump is an endorsement of David Perdue. So this is kind of fun. This kind of like uh, piggybacks on uh, episode 206. We had a fun time on 206 talking about Purdue and Stacey. We had a fun time the last few episodes actually talking about Stacey Abrams and, uh, you know, Juicy Smoulier. Oh, there's not going to be any Juicy Smoulier updates in today's episode. Ah, why did you say it this late in the game, Mr. C? Now I'm not going to listen to the rest of your podcast there's not going to be any Ghislaine Maxwell updates in this episode, guys, either. Sorry, maybe tonight. I, I'm totally, I have so much PTSD after the uh, Juicy Smoulier story from last episode that we did. Not the, not the live digs, obviously. But the last C report, guys. Scarred by Juicy Smoulier. Scarred, ladies and gentlemen. Oh my goodness. That is so much funny. Um, okay, so much funny. Sorry, I'm getting distracted here. Good morning, Thumper Rose, Pilled by the Rabbit, the Joyful Lily, Vic Giles. Thanks for joining us over in the chat room. Pilled.net, foxhole.app, style. Um, okay, so a lot we've had a lot of fun, guys. Uh, let's talk about this statement though from President Trump. Let's see, let's see how much more fun we're gonna have with President Trump today, as he brings back that wacky cast of characters. Great to see that David Perdue is running for governor of Georgia. He is a conservative fighter who isn't afraid of the radical left and is the only candidate in Georgia who can beat Stacy the hoax Abram in November. Brian Kemp has failed Georgia. 
he caved to Stacey Abrams before the 2020 election and allowed a massive election fraud to take place. The signing of the Stacey Abrams-backed consent decree, so stupidly giving her and the uh, Democrats everything they wanted, was a monumental mistake for not only Georgia, but also for our nation. Kemp has been very weak governor. The liberals and rhinos have run all over him on election integrity and more. Most importantly, he can't win because the MAGA base, which is enormous, will never vote for him. We need strong leaders who will fight and time is running out. David Perdue will eliminate the income tax. Oh, secure the elections, defend the Second Amendment. Support our great farmers, get crime in Atlanta and other places under control, take care of our great vets, and put parents back in charge of the schools. David Perdue and Herschel Walker, who I have already strongly endorsed, will make an unstoppable team for Georgia. Trump supporters will turn out to vote for these great leaders in big numbers. David Perdue has my complete and total endorsement. He will not let you down. Ladies and gentlemen, talk about a uh, talk about a uh, cluster. You know what? OK, um, well, there is that. This is like what the third endorsement for David Perdue that President Trump has given. We, we read we just read one the other day, ladies and gentlemen. But this is fun. This is fun. OK, think about it. Like we mentioned before, we got David Perdue. We got Vernon Jones, who has also been endorsed by President Trump. We got Candace Taylor. We have Brian Kemp, who I guess he thinks he's going to run for uh, governor again. All right. Then we have uh, we have uh, Stacy the Hoax Abrams. All right. We do have a dream team of sorts forming here for Georgia, if you think about it, though. Um, this will be an interesting race particularly when we're talking about the uh, GOP side of it, when we're talking about the other candidates. Think about it. Purdue, Jones, Taylor, Kemp. <coughs> now, uh, Kemp, I think, will be tossed out rather quickly, in my opinion, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, we may see a runoff between uh, Purdue and Jones. Wouldn't that be interesting this is where we're going to have to talk a little bit about Trump's theory of only one person running per ticket. <laughs> Do you think that theory could possibly work? Do you think that is something that should be explored? Candace Jones and uh, a David? When it comes down to defeating one Brian Kemp, are we going to split the house so much that... Uh, not a single America First candidate can possibly hope to win. Hopefully that does not become the case in Georgia. Ladies and gentlemen, hopefully that does not become the case in Georgia. Uh, you know, we do have Purdue being called out as an establishment rhino. Okay, so that will require a little bit of work on the side of the C report to figure that out about David Purdue. How much of a rhino is a rhino? When you have someone like President Trump endorsing him, that's not to say that we take President Trump endorsements to heart here at the C-Report. I mean, come on. The man's not perfect, nor is his administration, though they've done quite a job 
And uh, let's see here. So we have Purdue. We have Jones. We have Stacey, the hoax Abrams. But nonetheless, I, you know, the, the, there's a lot going on in this statement here. Thank you for watering the palate, President Trump. Uh, but we got David Perdue or Vernon Jones. We got Herschel Walker, okay, for Senate. Who are we forgetting about that we need to be talking about here, guys, ladies and gentlemen, as we uh, round out the first hour of the Sea Report we only got two we only got two stories this afternoon so we might be here 15 minutes after today after 12 that's right uh let's talk about who we're missing for this dream team whether it's Purdue or Jones and Herschel Walker let's not forget we also have oh pff, very good i'm looking at uh i'm looking at the sea underoos now okay <laughs> sorry guys uh oh Wrong, wrong, wrong computer screen. That's what's going on here. You guys didn't see them. Uh, but uh, we're talking about Jody Heiss, ladies and gentlemen. Of course, one Mr. Heiss representative running for the Secretary of State over there in Georgia. What a dream team indeed. If you can get... Now, you know, if Purdue really is a uh, closet rhino... An establishment swamp creature, someone who's been around the block for, you know, more than a decade. Jody Heiss. I mean, I'm sorry, uh, David Perdue. I would expect David Perdue to act much in the same way that Brian Kemp has acted, is what I would expect. If Perdue really is this rhino person that we have to uh, investigate, I would expect him to act much in the same way that Brian Kemp has acted, as a low-down, dirty rhino closet Democrat who does not give one whack about election integrity. Okay. That's how I would expect David Perdue to act. But when you get someone like Herschel Walker and you get someone like Jody Heiss, Jody Heiss being an America first candidate for secretary of state, we very well, you see how all of this interlocks and intermingles and becomes one, right? You know, this is a big moment for America, ladies and gentlemen. We're just getting, we as citizens, we as the people, we as the laymen of the world, we as the white and the blue collar and the pink collar, right? We are learning the in and outs of our country as a whole together as a nation. We're understanding it as a na collectively, not to sound like a collectivist, but we are understanding it together. We're learning it together, how all of this works and how they have undermined our very system using our own methods. Ladies and gentlemen, the Secretary of State office that we talk about at length here at the C Report, at Mr. CTV, and how broken it is. Um, Jody Heiss is an America First candidate for Secretary of State. He is going in there to take out Brad Raffensperger. Talk about a dirty duo, Raffensperger and Kemp. Let's get uh, Heiss and uh, Jones, Purdue. I don't know, because Jones wants to turn over the Georgia elections to the Georgia Bureau of Investigations. And that, to me, seems like a very bad idea, Vernon Jones. We already see how Stacey Abrams' happy faces, uh, basically, uh, they, 
they they are the stock of employees there at the Georgia Bureau of Investigations. Don't see how that's going to do any good, right, Vernon Jones? Uh, but, but Jody Heiss, guys, current representative endorsed by President Trump also. Let's not forget it. Huh? <laughs> Sorry. Michael Gableman. Michael Gableman comes in with his face and he says, Gah, look at that America First dream team coming for Georgia. Damn, Georgia. I swear, today's the last day I'm using the Michael Gableman gag, okay? We know when, we know when to press our limits, but uh, this is for the boss. The boss likes seeing Michael Gableman on the screen. Like, what the hell? <laughs> He's not coming out for uh, Juicy Smoulier today. He's coming out for uh, America. Swinging back at you, baby. Let's take a look at this article from uh, The Daily Caller. Okay. Georgia Republican Jody Heiss challenging Secretary of State Bradford Raffensperger. Okay. Uh, says here. Can't forget about the Heiss. Now, this article is from, uh, let's see, do we have a date on this? Would you go away ads by Go Ogle? March 22nd, 2021, Georgia uh, Republican Representative Jody Heiss announced an intra-party challenge Monday against Secretary of State Brad Raffensperger. Sorry, I was getting that uh, omelet off the screen. Uh, Heiss, who represents Georgia's 10th Congressional District, accused Raffensperger of undermining, go away, of undermining election confidence and pledged to restore it if elected in 2022. The challenge follows President Joe Biden's narrow victory in the state. All right. So uh, the Daily Caller is one of those rags where they call it uh, a victory for Biden, a former president for Donald Trump. Yeah, we don't jive, we don't jive with that kind of speech here at the Sea Report. But anyways, uh, so Jody Heiss is running. Here's Jody Heiss with the mask on. That, I mean, that does instill confidence, doesn't it? For <laughs> Maybe not. Heiss is a member of the House Freedom Caucus and ally of Trump, partook in multiple efforts to overturn the presidential election. Heiss and over 100 Republican lawmakers joined a Supreme Court lawsuit seeking to turn over or overturn Biden's victories in multiple states and voted to object to the Electoral College results following the Capitol riot, false flag riot on January 6th. So there you see Heiss's level of involvement here. He wanted a brand new slate of electors, apparently. He uh, opposed the January uh, 6th uh, uh, commencements. <coughs> he was part of the, um, <coughs> excuse me, effort to uh, do the... Uh, overturning in Georgia probably during those hearings remember those hearings that they had ladies and gentlemen you are being so annoying commercials on this page okay there we go let's see how long they stay away for uh so Jody Heiss guys another member moving forward in Georgia some someone to look forward to for sure ladies and gentlemen the article continues, well, you know, it talked about that Raffensperger came under harsh Republican criticism following his reassurance. Yeah, we know Raffensperger 
did a terrible job, or he did a really good job for the deep state. He did a really good job as a closet Democrat. That Brad Raffensperger did. Let it be known, let the record show. Okay. But yeah, Trump has endorsed Jody Heiss, that is for sure. Here's a copy of that endorsement for any of you all who would like to read it. I'll do that for you now. Wow, just heard the good news. One of our most outstanding congressmen, Jody Heiss, has announced he is running for Secretary of State in the great state of Georgia. Jody has been a steadfast fighter for conservative Georgia values and is a staunch ally of the America First agenda. Unlike the current Georgia Secretary of State, Jody leads out front with integrity. I have 100% confidence in Jody to fight for free, fair, and secure elections in Georgia. In line with our beloved U.S. Constitution, Jody will stop the fraud and get honesty into our elections. Jody loves the people of Georgia and has my complete and total endorsement signed President Trump March 22nd, 2021. Before having a complete and total endorsement was even a thing, President Trump had already endorsed Jody Heiss. Ladies and gentlemen, good stuff there. Of course, you're going to have your BS propaganda come out about it. Here, for example, is an article from CNN Politics. Trump endorses GOP primary rival to Georgia Republican Secretary of State. Ooh, because President Trump just loves to cause trouble, right? CNN Politics. Let's see what this has to say real quick. We won't entertain them for too long, but we will for just a moment. The challenger to America, the Communist News Network, former President Donald Trump, of course, that's the way they would put it, endorsed GOP Jody Heiss, GOP Representative Jody Heiss for Georgia Secretary of State on Monday after attacking incumbent Bradford Raffensperger for overseeing his loss in the state last year. Uh, let's see here. Raffensperger oversaw three ballot counts. That's right. Sounds a little bit like, uh, sounds a little bit like Wisconsin, right? We did it three times. Josh, gosh, gee. Um, so yeah, uh, in December, this article says, Heiss falsely said on Fox News Radio that there has been so many credible accusations of fraud and called Raffensperger job, Raffensperger's job performance nothing shy of embarrassing and downright wrong. I'm telling you, the Secretary of State of Georgia Raffensperger has got to be amongst the worst in the nation, Heist said. That was uh, CNN's talking point here after all of that recap. Uh, they wanted you to know that uh, Jody Heiss said, Jody Heiss said there was so much credible fraud. Well, Heiss might have one up on ya, CNN, because after all, all of it is proving to have become true. This entire time, it's been true, ladies and gentlemen. Um, the Hill GOP braces for brutal primary in a Georgia governor election. Now, that is the truth, ladies and gentlemen. We'll just uh, we'll entertain this idea for just a little bit before we move on to our last story for this afternoon. You made it, ladies and gentlemen, to the end of the C report. It says here Republicans are staring down a potentially costly and bitter primary for Georgia governor that will test the GOP's resolve in one of the most competitive political battlegrounds of the 2020 midterm elections. 
Former Senator David Perdue's entrance into the race for governor on Monday set up a showdown with Governor Brian Kemp, a conservative firebrand who drew the ire of Donald Trump last year when he refused to overturn the former president's loss in the 2020 election. Now, the Hill, what the Hill, the Hill, what the Hill? They, the Hill considers Brian Kemp to be a firebrand. A firebrand. He's a, he's a Katniss a firebrand here. Katniss uh, Omarova, Brian Kemp. The firebrand of the GOPs who refused. It, it sounds like they're almost commemorating Brian Kemp. The Hill is, right? Uh, because he would not overturn the former president's loss. Three words I would not expect to hear in the same sentence from any self-respecting magazine, rag, newspaper, journal, or otherwise uh, denizen of truth. Anyways, sorry, that just kind of threw me for a loop for a minute there, guys. The Sea Report is 100% listener supported if you enjoy the broadcasting that we bring to you with the sea report and other shows on this podcasting platform we ask that listeners lend their support become a monthly donor when you go to anchor.fm slash the sea report slash support or click on the support button over there at the anchor.fm slash the sea report website where you can help sustain future episodes of The Sea Report and other broadcasting on this podcast station. Every bit helps, ladies and gentlemen. And as always, I thank you for your support. Let's get back to this article, guys, from The Hill. What the hell, The Hill? Uh, Let's see what else they have to say about this firebrand known as Brian Kemp. Okay, Hill. All right. And already they're already setting this up for a Purdue Kemp type of uh, battle. Let's not forget about the other ones. Let's just keep in mind that the other ones need to know when to lay down. That includes you, Purdue. Okay. If the time comes, when the time comes, whomever the time should come for, we can't split that ticket. The nascent primary fight between Kemp and Purdue, who already has the endorsement of Trump, is stirring concern among Republicans. Okay. Uh, yeah, I'm not too interested anymore in announcing his campaign for governor on Monday. Purdue, 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 Purdue. He blamed the Georgia governor for the former senator's own loss in the January runoff election against John Ossoff. One of the two Senate races that handed Democrats control of the upper chamber, he also accused Kemp of failing to stand up for Trump last year as the former president sought to reverse his loss in the presidential election. So now David Perdue is being called, you know, a uh, a an old school rhino, rhino, an OG rhino, but didn't go for the electors that Georgia selected, tried to uh, assist in getting the uh, truth out about the election fraud in 2020, um, fought with Kemp and Raffensperger. Uh, I mean, it seems like he'll do the job. 
you know, I think I'll be satisfied so far. But Jones, again, does want to turn it over to the Georgia Bureau of Investigations for 2020. That's almost as bad as Brad Raffensperger wanting to turn over the 2020 general election investigation to Merrick Garland, which Brad Raffensperger did want to do. Okay, so uh, that is not bueno. But uh, this article, again, doesn't even mention, uh, we're like, what, this far down? And it doesn't even mention any of the other GOP rivals. So clearly they're pushing for Purdue in a Kemp showdown. That's the story they want to tell for the Georgia 2022 governor, uh, you know, race or this uh, 2022 midterm thing that's happening. So we shall see how that goes, ladies and gentlemen. We've got one last fish to fry here today, guys. This story, by the way, is very, very interesting. Okay, if you couldn't tell by the expression on the face of this woman on the screen. Uh, I will posit, ladies and gentlemen, is this even a woman? What a way to start this story, guys, as we introduce to you a brand new swamp creature here at the Sea Report. Thank you guys again for joining us. It is uh, it is now seven past noon here, Texas time. Doing an early sea report today. Thank you all for joining us again. If you're here with us, this is the last story for the for the the report though. So uh, we are almost done here, guys. Uh, Want to say a real quick howdy do and hello to uh, my pals over at the uh, Pill.net and Foxhole.app. Uh, we have Railanon and Poonslayer in the house. Good good afternoon, guys. It's been about fifteen minutes since you dropped. Dropped anchor there in the chat room. Relanon gifting uh, 117 gold pills. Thank you for those donations, my friend. Uh, pilled by the rabbit, the joyful lily. Texas gal, good afternoon. Texas gal is at work. You see, that's what I'm talking about. It's those times that uh, you know. If you can, uh, if you can get away with the live stream, go for it. Otherwise, the podcast will not do you wrong. Ohio Kimmy, good afternoon, and thank you for gifting a cookie. Dpatriot1776, listening while working. Awesomeness. Thanks for uh, being having us as part of your work afternoon. Vic Giles, gifting a cookie as well. Love Warns, good evening, good afternoon, good to see you, Love Warns. How are you today? Doreen Merck, thank you for gifting the can, and it's good to see you, Doreen. It's been a minute since I've seen your smiley face. And uh, Aurelius Locke, good afternoon. Good to see you guys. Curious Cat, good afternoon. Curious Cat says, I need to get on-air notifications. Well, we will work on that. Uh, Where where can we do that at? Uh, I I would assume Pilled or the Foxhole. Uh, We'll work on it. (laughs) We'll work on it, Curious Cat. La Regina, New York, Florida, or La Regina, La Regina, La Regina. Good afternoon. All right, guys. Looks like we got a nice warm audience today. And I know you guys are just dying to know about this swamp creature on the screen. This story, do you see how all of this is interwoven, ladies and gentlemen? Do I have to say that again? Interlocked, interwoven. All of this flows together. This story came across my uh, screen And uh, I was like, we got to share this story. Okay. 
it is just everything, all of the information, all of the stories that are coming out right now are just so synchronized for the point that I want to make about some of these people. Some of the things that we're talking about, who is this soy girl, soy boy, mouth agape individual on the, um, on the screen? That, ladies and gentlemen, is uh, one governor, one governor, Michelle Lujan. I'm, I'm going to get on my own. Michelle Lujan Grisham, ladies and gentlemen. Michelle Lujan Grisham. She's a Democrat. Okay, we knew she was a swamp creature. She is a Democrat, ladies and gentlemen. So don't worry, it's not like we're looking at a rhino here, but we might be looking at a man. <laughs> I've still yet to decide. Uh, Michelle Lujan Grisham. Uh, interesting story came across the screen, came across the desk today. This one from the Epoch Times. Story headline reads, New Mexico Senator Leaves Democrat Party Cites Governor's Unconstitutional Acts. So the question here, ladies and gentlemen, is how does this figure into the grand scheme of things, everything that we've been talking about? And we're talking about from election integrity, ladies and gentlemen, all the ways back to, you guessed it, the secretaries of snakes, the secretary of state position, how infested and poisoned it has become. Let's talk about this New Mexico governor. Now, we've talked about her once before. We've never shown her face like this. We are doing a profile uh, on uh, this uh, governor, this governator. It's New Mexico, guys. New Mexico. Uh, pictured here again, just so we can recall, is the Secretary of State for New Mexico, that is one Maggie Toulouse Oliver. Now, why she comes to focus again? We just talked about Maggie Toulouse Oliver on the uh, second episode of the Sea Report Live Digs. She was like one of the primary focuses, right? Because she was a primary focus of President Trump in a recent statement. And what did we discover about Maggie Toulouse Oliver, the Secretary of State of New Mexico Democrat, and the governor? of the uh, state of New Mexico. And that, again, of course, is one, uh, one uh, Michelle Lujan Grisham. We learned that Secretary of State Toulouse Oliver and uh, Governor, Governor Grisham, Governor Lujan Grisham, both of those two entities probably uh, two of the highest entities in state legislature, governor and secretary of state. Both of them serve on the board, the New Mexico Board of Canvassing, okay? Now, this is a very important note, guys. This comes from uh, the uh, Los Alamos County uh, newspaper, <laughs> What is it called here? The Daily Post, the Los Alamos Daily Post. New Mexico State Canvassing Board unanimously certifies 2021 regular local election. This is from uh, November 24th. New Mexico State Canvassing Board met 
Tuesday in Santa Fe and unanimously certified the official results of the 2021 regular local election. The state canvassing board is composed of Governor Michelle Lujan Grisham, Secretary of State Maggie Toulouse-Oliver, and Chief Justice of the New Mexico Supreme Court Michael E. Vigil. The board voted unanimously to certify the results of the 2021 regular local election. Okay, we can stop there, guys. How, how untoward, how unethical is it for the state secretary of state and the governor? The secretary of state, of course, being because the secretary of state is the one who's in charge of elections to sit on the canvassing board that authorizes Elections. Now, maybe this is something to the New Mexico state constitution, what have you, but it seems to me that you would want some type of an independent organization or office to actually do the checks and balances of a state election like canvassing. So that is why this governor, Michelle Lujan Grisham, is of quite interest to us today, guys, because now she's coming out in the paper and someone in her own state house is like, I'm switching sides from Democrat to, uh, are they going Republican? Are they going independent? Because uh, you're unconstitutional, Governor Grisham. I will no longer be a Democrat. I am walking away, so to speak. Okay. And and a very interesting, I know, to, yeah, Michael Gableman's like, gah, these, these two heads of state are working on a canvassing board where they uh, check their own work? Man, yeah, you got you, Maggie Toulouse-Oliver, Governor uh, Luhan Grisham, you have got Michael Gableman confounded, okay? <laughs> That's the last time, guys. Last time, let's find out in this article from the Epoch Times why you have a Democrat turning against their Democrat governor in New Mexico. Could it be because something untoward is happening? Could it be? <coughs> you guys are probably wondering why I'm calling uh, Governor Michelle Lujan Grisham a man, right? <laughs> I don't think I pulled up all the photos, but... uh. Uh, we'll see. Okay, let's look at this article first, and then we'll uh, we'll consider we'll consider the, the sexuality question. It's not important, but come on. I guess if you're uh, if I guess if you're in the sun that much, your makeup looks that caked on. But let's let's move on. New Mexico senator leaves Democrat Party cites governor's unconstitutional acts. A state senator in New Mexico has left the Democrat Party, upset over actions by Governor Michelle Lujan Grisham. State Senator Jacob Candelaria made the announcement Monday as special legislative sessions started. He said he feels the U.S. political system is flawed because it has brought about two, uh, just two parties that demand loyalty and leave no room for debate, no room for discussion, and more importantly, no adherence to the rule of law. He later took a shot at Grisham, a Democrat, telling colleagues, I don't think anyone can look at the events of January 6th or, or many of the unconstitutional acts of this governor and not conclude that this partisan virus is starting to affect who we are as a country. 
Unlike many lawmakers that leave their party, Candelaria is not switching his affiliation to the other major party. He is now the second independent in the New Mexico legislature. State Representative Phelps Anderson left the Republican Party earlier this year over his pro-choice views. Candelaria has for months expressed opposition to Grisham's administration, appropriating more than $600 million dollars in COVID-19 relief funding that lawmakers say should have been doled out by them. New Mexico's uh, Supreme Court agreed last month. Justices barred the governor, state treasurer, and all other state officials from transferring or committing the funds that had been appropriated without legislative approval. The court grants standing to the petitioners on the basis of great public importance. Chief Justice Michael E. Vigil The other member of the canvassing board said from the bench, Candelaria and state Senator Gregory Baca, a Republican who joined in a lawsuit against the governor. So the ruling preserved the appropriating authority of the legislature and affirmed the separation and balance of powers enshrined in our constitution. Grisham's press secretary told news outlets the transfer was scheduled prior to the ruling. Grisham, Grisham's office did not respond to a request for comment on Candelaria leaving the Democrat party. Will Reinert, spokesman for the Republican Governors Association. Ah, that's another bad one. Governors Association. Oh, wait. Well, that's the Republican one. Might be different. Never mind. Said Candelaria saw the same thing. New Mexicans are beginning to recognize that Michelle Lujan Grisham always thinks she is above the law. Certainly in the case of the 2020 general election and the certifying that support she gave to Maggie Toulouse Oliver... Most definitely, ladies and gentlemen. All right. Okay. So that is the story there. Now, on this whole Grisham thing, keeping in mind this governor, unconstitutional guys, but she sits on the canvassing board with Maggie Toulouse. There's Maggie Toulouse, Oliver, Secretary of Snakes, Secretary of State. We talked about her. There she is, guys. You will not find a picture of Maggie Toulouse Oliver and her buddy, Governor Michelle Lujan Grisham. This is what I found most interesting, okay? You cannot find a picture of the two of them together, all right? Unless it's, an, unless it's a photo like this, okay? Call to action, stop manic progressive socialist officials. There is Maggie Toulouse and Governor Grisham. The only picture I could really find these two together, okay? Let's look at this article that this comes from, though. This is from Political Fireball. This is from 2019, guys. They needed our help back in 2019 against Grisham and Luhan. I mean, sorry, Grisham and uh, Toulouse. See, it says here, we need your help stopping manic Luhan Grisham and spreading the word. During the 2019 legislative session, Governor Manic Michelle Lujan Grisham pushed through a number of horrific bills from a red flag anti-gun law to a bill stripping counties of their ability to pass ordinances because progressive Democrats hated a right to work bill passed in counties across the state. These and other bills were passed by both houses of legislature then signed by Governor Manic Lujan Grisham. Concerned citizen, citizen, citizens from across the state gathered thousands of signatures to oppose these bills, but sadly, Secretary of State Maggie Toulouse, Toulouse Oliver 
has refused to authorize the circulation of petitions aimed at repealing these laws and bringing them to a vote of the people. This would give citizens a chance and an opportunity to oppose the direct actions passed by the legislature, often against the wishes of New Mexico citizens and voters. Now an organization comprised of concerned citizens from across the nation, New Mexico Patriots Advocacy Coalition Foundation, and MPAC, has filed a lawsuit to challenge Maggie Toulouse's decision and plan to take the fight for New Mexico's freedom to the courts. Bills they're fighting through this lawsuit include raising the minimum wage, which will ensure fewer jobs and harm small businesses, background checks law on transferring private ownership of guns. Manic Grisham will claim it's harmless, but these bills often impact transfer of guns, including using them on the range or hunting. Overturning the New Mexico Electoral College vote, giving our votes to the national popular vote winner, taking away New Mexico's say in who becomes president. Isn't that crazy, guys? They have a bill that takes away the New Mexico Electoral College. That is Governor Michelle Lujan Grisham and Secretary of State Maggie Toulouse Oliver. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, these are Soros nominee candidates especially Maggie Toulouse, comes right out of the Secretary of State project. This is insane, guys. This is insane. And this is where you will not find Maggie Toulouse, Oliver, Secretary of State, and you will not find Michelle Grisham, governor. You will not find a photo of these two women together. And there's a very good reason for it, ladies and gentlemen. But this is New Mexico, guys. This is New Mexico. All right. This is, this is hand in hand. This is part and parcel. This is P and the pod with the secretary of snakes, mission SOS, hashtag mission SOS, mission secretaries of state. I can spell it out just a little bit clearer for you guys. That is the case here, guys. Mission SOS, hashtag mission, Secretary of State. They need our help, guys. This office is broken. There's Maggie Toulouse again. So you see, here's what we're saying. You cannot find a picture. They both work on the board of canvassers, Toulouse and Grisham. Uh, They are Secretary of State and Governor. You cannot find a picture of them together, but... Like I said, there's a reason why. I found one photo of these two these two people together. Okay. Maggie Toulouse Oliver, current Secretary of State, formerly of the Secretary of State's project, funded by Soros. Governor Michelle Lujan Grisham, crazy progressive. I wouldn't doubt if I found her picture and her name splattered. Over at the Truman Project, National Security Project, wouldn't doubt it. This photo is from 2015, guys. Back when um, Congresswoman Michelle Lujan Grisham was not the governor, and Maggie Toulouse Oliver was not the Secretary of State, but she was the county clerk. Okay. These two women have worked together for almost a decade or more on undermining elections in America and in the state of New Mexico specifically. 
This is an SOS for the state of New Mexico. We are uncovering the fraud here in New Mexico over at the Sea Report. So, uh, you know, we've got some good friends and folk over in New Mexico. That They are our neighbor here, Texas. You are our neighbor, New Mexico. We're throwing you a bone here. You have some pretty bad characters who have been doing some pretty bad things over in your state. Half of them look like men. Look at this. Look at this. Ne- look at this Nephilim standing next to uh, Mr. Governor. Michelle Luhan Grisham. But yeah, they were working together here. See, it says right here. As part of a panelist on voters' rights, you have Chief Snake in residence, Maggie Toulouse, and then you have the progressive Michelle Grisham on a panel for voters' rights in 2015. They've worked together for a long time, ladies and gentlemen. They've worked together for a long time. Okay. That, as they say, is that, ladies and gentlemen. And uh, I hope you enjoy today's episode, at least early. Now, uh, I am planning to do an episode tonight, guys. I promise I will be on the air. Um, We've there were some other things I want to talk about. This was actually, yeah, good, good, good episode, I think. This was actually a pretty good episode. Um, get these episodes out there, ladies and gentlemen, to your friends and your family and your associates, your loved ones, anyone who might be concerned. I would really recommend the podcast, though, ladies and gentlemen. Anchor.fm slash The Sea Report. We'll have this episode up and running soon. And then we'll be back tonight. We will talk about the um, uh, pedophile tonight. The place it was a PlayStation, right? The PlayStation pedophile. Yep, PlayStation pedophile. It's in my notes. I was gonna try and tackle this topic two days ago, guys. Two days ago, but we'll talk about that tonight. We'll probably talk Ghislaine Maxwell. Gotta keep that kind of fire burning. Uh, I think I think that's probably why we've had a lot of uptick in the podcast, actually, because uh, the Glenn Maxwell case, we got five more weeks of that. We'll see where we stand today on Wednesday with the Glenn Maxwell case and whatever, uh, whatever other news we have out there. Check out the podcast. It's doing good. And uh, thank you all, ladies and gentlemen, for being part of the show today. If you were in our live audience and also... If you're in our podcast, thank you for being there. Thank you for the donations coming this way from uh, Pilled.net and the Foxhole.app. We do accept donations at uh, the uh, podcast, anchor.fm slash the sea report slash support. Thank you, our Cloaked Unseen, for gifting a cookie. Uh, what's up, Mr. C? You disappeared a few weeks there for a bit. Are you going to Clay Clark Dallas event? Uh, no, I am not. Clay Clark was in San Antonio not long ago. Didn't get to make it. I was ill. That's why I was also vanished for a few weeks there, Mr. Uh, Cloaked Unseen. Vic Giles, thank you for gifting that cookie as well. Appreciate the donation. And Doreen Merck for the can. All right, guys, you are awesome. Texas gal, thank you at Mr. C. Get back to work. Uh, Best get back to work. We'll try to catch you tonight. Love to all the Foxhole family. Thank you, Joyful Lily. Appreciate you also. Pilled by the rabbit. 
Much strength and love to you, my friend. You got a shiny new golden pill. Pilled by the rabbit. I tell you what. Why don't you pilled by the rabbit, if you don't mind, Mr. Pilled by the rabbit. I'm going to go ahead and uh, you're going to join uh, Aurelius Locke in being a mod for the show. You don't have to do it if you don't want to, but uh, the option is there in case you want to uh, flex your muscles or to uh, exert your authorita. You and Aurelius Locke there, my... uh, <laughs> my pilled and foxhole moderators thank you so much always good to see you sir all right guys we got a jet i have released the scratching uh and uh, we will uh, see you guys this evening hope you guys have a great afternoon thanks for joining us again for an afternoon edition of the sea report we will see you soon till then be safe and be blessed and god bless america take care